You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's play it, everybody, on a Tuesday, November 13th and a Wednesday, November 14th. It is another edition of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt Derry with you talking about your Detroit Lions, courtesy of our friends at MyBookie today. You play, you win, you get paid at MyBookie. Thanks for listening and joining us here on Megaphone.fm, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Alexa, wherever you get in your Lions podcast, wherever you get in your podcast, but you want to hear about the Detroit Lions, and we bring you the news of the day, opinions, guests, and all the good coverage right here on Lockdown Lions. Detroit in the midst of a three-game losing streak. Up next, the Carolina Panthers Sunday, the Chicago Bears Thursday, both those games, of course, at Ford Field. As the Lions will uh, try to get back on track and try to get the uh, the bad taste out of their mouth, as they're just not playing very good football. Not a very good football team right now, sitting at three and six in an NFC North, which you'd figure this season the team would be competitive in, and they are not. Coming up on the show today, yes, he's back. Ninety-seven won the tickets. Mike Valeni has a new podcast coming out. We'll ask him about that, get his thoughts on the Lions. My boy, Mikey V, going to join Locked On Lions here in a couple of minutes. Also, Jim Bob Cooter spoke today via conference call. It was asked about Matthew Stafford and gave a very non-committal answer. We'll get into that right here on Locked On Lions as well. You can get a hold of the podcast and the show via Twitter at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, or the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. Also, check me out Friday. I'm going to be filling in and sitting in for uh, Shep Shower and Shave Matt Shepard's radio show on DFN from 6 to 9 and also can be found on Comcast Channel 900 on TV. We go in TV tonight. So I'm going to be on uh, Friday morning. Check me out there as well. All right, before we get to Mike Valeni and tell you about my bookie and everything else, we got to talk about Jim Bob Cooter. Uh, Hot seat, fire under the seat, whatever you want to say about the Lions offensive coordinator, this offense has been awful for the last few weeks. Today, Jim Bob was asked how Matthew Stafford has played this season by Kyle Meinke on a teleconference. Now, bear in mind, the writers uh, could all have been down in Allen Park and talked to Jim Bob face-to-face, but on Tuesday they put the coordinators on via conference call. Whatever, who cares? Here's the quote. From Jim Bob on Stafford, quote, I'm really not huge on getting into player evaluations through the media and all that stuff. We talk through all that stuff in-house here. That's sort of Detroit Lions information. We're talking through everything, evaluating every snap during the game, during practice, what we're doing well, what we can do better. Same thing with this plays good, that plays not that great during a practice week. We're discussing a lot of things, and that's some in-house business I'm not looking to share with the media, end quote. So once again, the media's job is to be the conduit to the fans, to tell the fans what the Lion players are saying, what the coaches are saying, so you can get a better idea of where this franchise is going. Jim Bob Cooter today asked how Matthew Stafford has played this season, gave a non-answer. That's pretty obvious, right? Detroit Lions information. So how do you read this? How should you read this? If if Jim Bob says, Matt's not the problem. Matthew's been sacked 16 times. Matthew lost his uh his his safety net in Golden Tate. The tight ends, the tight ends aren't producing, nor have they been healthy. The offensive line's been shaky. The running game the last few weeks, ever since the Miami game, has gone in the toilet. 
but to not say much and to just say, eh, this is the, you know, the, 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 this is in-house business. Um, you know, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what to say. Matthew Stafford's not going to say anything. Jim Bob Cooter asked how Stafford's playing. I think is a fair question. He didn't answer it. So do you say, ooh, Jim Bob thinks Stafford's not playing well, but he's not going to throw him under the bus in the media. Or is it, Jim Bob knows Stafford is playing well, but if he says Stafford is playing well, then that means the offensive line's not playing well. He doesn't want to throw the offensive line under the bus. Here's the bottom line on all of this stuff. You're not going to get any answers. You as the fans wanting to hear from your coaches and your players are not going to get much from the guys that talk. There are players not talking, like Sean Robinson and Theo Riddick, that are trying to block you, the fans, from getting quotes and hearing from your team because they're unhappy. The whole thing's a mess. That's the bottom line. And it shouldn't be this bad. Not in a league that is this much parity. The Detroit Lions shouldn't have the same number of wins as the Cleveland Browns. The Detroit Lions shouldn't be in last place in the NFC North in year three of a, of a program run by Bob Quinn. This shouldn't be happening. But these types of things happen when you lose. If the Lions were 6-3 and three instead of 3-6, and six, these quotes wouldn't be out there. Right? Jim Bob would be saying, yeah, Matt's playing great. Or really happy with his development. Now they're calling this Detroit Lions information, and they're not doing player evaluations through the media. Last I checked, Jim Bob Cooter's been around a few years and has mentioned players before and has remarked on players before. But when you lose and the pressure's on and you've got this Patriot Way umbrella that you're still trying to wave in the rain, this is what you get. And it's sad. But I'm not going to tell you, oh, Jim Bob Cooter didn't give a quote to Kyle Meinke today, so fire Cooter. No. I told you yesterday, you want to bring, you want to fire Jim Bob Cooter? Be careful with George Godsey as his replacement. A man that was stripped of play calling duties years ago in Houston and didn't do a good job with the Texans. Be very, very careful with that. All right, Mike Valenti from 97 won the ticket coming up and the always aggravated podcast. First, though, want to tell you about my bookie. Folks, if you're looking to bet on games, there's only one place to go, and it's my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they're your best bet this season. Whether it's NBA games, NHL, uh, uh, NFL, but you, you want to do over unders on fantasy points, my bookie's amazing. All right. And if you use the promo code locked on, you're going to get a cool offer. My bookie's going to match your deposit dollar for dollar. You put in 50 bucks, they give you 50 bucks. Put in 100 bucks, they give you 100 bucks. So visit my bookie online today. That's M Y B O O K I E. And don't forget to use the promo code locked on when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. Now, if you're willing to hold out until after 7 o'clock at night, you want to get an extra 25 bucks, do it. Just put in the, the promo code LOCKDOWN25 after 7 p.m. You'll get an extra $25 in free play by using the promo code LOCKDOWN25. Either promo code works. Join now, guys, with MyBookie. They're amazing. All right? You play. You win. You get paid with MyBookie. All right, always a pleasure to welcome in this guy. We usually talk to him once a year here on Locked On Lions, the host of the Mike Valeni Show on the ticket, and now his very own podcast coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, as well. What's the name of it, Mike? Uh, always Aggravated. Hello. How are you? Always oh. Aggravated with Mike yeah. Valeni. What's up, brother? 
You can get it uh, if you want. Obviously, you know, the guys are running the social media, but it's at Valeni Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, and it'll be on radio.com and uh, what do you call it? Uh, Apple Pod and, and all your podcast purveyors. Hey, you're back on Twitter. Look at you. No, definitely not. <laughs> I'm on nowhere. But it's a part of promotion, and I understand that. But hey, look, the guys, you know Sully. He loves all that stuff and certainly knows how to how to do it right. So he's doing a good job with it. He's got a lot of stuff that's, like, interactive for people. And, and I'll play along. But, yeah, definitely not. Definitely not going to be running them. How you been? How, the content. Yeah, I hear you. How, how you been? What's uh, What's new, brother? Nothing. I got a terrible football team that's worse than the Lions. And uh, that's about it. And I got an offense at Michigan State that that can't score. We we could do a Dave we could do a Dave Warner discussion all day. You want, but. Yeah, you, well, you want to do locked on D'Antonio? We, <laughs> we, we can do that. Pop. Please. Oh man, thought of you the other day. All right, so this Lions team—it's it, it, obviously going nowhere, and, and three and six is ugly. When you when you take a look, Mike, at, at where you see the biggest issues and, and blames and faults right now, where is it? Well, I think when we always do this, Matt, and, and especially you know for radio purposes, I think we always get myopic and we try to blame one person. But the reality is, everyone's to blame. I mean, three years in, this is Bob Quinn's roster. He deserves blame. Matthew Stafford, 10 years in, his offensive coordinator, guy he lobbied for, he deserves blame. And then Patricia, of course he deserves blame. I mean, the team looks disorganized, at times disinterested, and they're just not playing competitive football. So I hesitate to blame one person. But, yeah, if you want to say, well, who's most to blame, i got to be honest with you. The, the, the quarterback has always been, is now, and will always be the most important guy in the field. And – Going into the fourth quarter against Seattle with seven points or fourth quarter against the Vikings with six, fourth quarter against the Bears with ten, it's just not good enough. And to me, they gave Stafford at the time the richest contract in football. He's terrible. He's he's regressed at, at a level where he's entering the Cutler zone. That's very frightening. You and I disagree a little bit. We've texted about the Golden Tate situation. I, I hated it, and I still hate it. Just from a standpoint of you were a game out of first place, you gave up on the season. I, I get the third-round pick and everything else, but how much do you honestly think the loss of Tate, and really, and really no, never addressing replacing Eric Ebron properly, kind of hamstrings what Jim Bob Cooter's trying to do? Well, all right. You're, yeah, I mean, and, and again, they're two valid points, but they're two separate issues. Now, the Ebron thing, obviously – you and I have talked. I mean, neither of us are big fans of the guy. But you don't just give away talented people, and they did that. Uh, it was a mistake, and they didn't. They, Quinn really didn't do anything with the eight and a half or nine million dollars to to replace him. So that was bad. The, the Tate thing, I don't disagree that it has an effect. What I disagree with is when you watch the broadcast and he becomes the most important thing. Or, you know, you and I talk about it, and it's, well, if they had Tate, this wouldn't be happening. It's it's like, wait a second. They had Tate. They were 3-4. and four. The offense was still awful. I mean, again, game one, they got trashed. Game two, they were down 30-13. to 13. With Tate against Seattle, did nothing. I I think it's a bit of a, of a, of a, a, it's a, bit of a cop-out, if you want me to just be honest. Golden Tate's a very good player, and I understand you don't want to get rid of very good players, but they had a business decision to make, and at least I had thought, hey, they've got some other options. T.J. Jones has always been good when they've asked it. You know, Brandon Powell was a guy that they, that they kept on after camp, made active. I thought, okay, maybe they can find a way. Matt, if you want to tell me the offense would be a little worse, I'd take it. But it's been a complete meltdown. And I just, I can't, 
I can't do that for Golden Tate. I mean, come on. He's not Julio Jones. <laughs> 97 won the tickets. Mike Valeni, afternoons 2-6. to six. Uh, With me here on Locked on Lions as the Lions are getting ready to take on the Panthers this weekend. I, I wish we could sit here and break a game down, Mike, or talk about, yeah. hey, what do they do to stop Cam Newton? I mean, it's so depressing. We're just turning the page on November, and the season's already over. It sucks. Yeah, I mean, now it's to a point where I think what you're seeing now and what maybe you can talk about, I know I'm certainly doing a lot of it during the daytime, is just I think you're seeing this fan base actively turning on Matthew Stafford. And, and of course, fans are fickle, and that's fine. Um, it's part of the fun of being a fan. But, Matt, if, if, if he doesn't play well this Sunday and, and you're seeing, at least when, when people call the show and you know text in and all that, Matt, it's we're we're entering the Cutler zone where there's an open dislike for their starting quarterback. Now, in order for it to go full on Cutler, there'd have to be disdain. We're not there yet, but Stafford doesn't help himself with his play or with what he gives at the podium. You know, speech wise, it's just it's not good right now. And I think we're entering a strange place with Stafford. There's so many layers to this because he wanted Jim Bob Cooter to come back, and obviously they're kind of tied to each other. I said on the podcast yesterday, you can call for Jim Bob's head. Go right ahead, and it's probably well-deserved now because the offense has struggled so much, but be careful what you wish for because the next guy, the next man up is George Godsey, who was a failure in Houston. And if you recall, had the play-calling duty stripped away a few years ago and then got fired running the Texans' offense, which was 29th in every category. So it's not like Bob Quinn is, has the next man up. And that's kind of the story here. There, there's not a lot of depth maybe on the coaching staff, nor is there a lot of depth on the roster that we thought that they would have by year three. I agree. It's not a strong staff. When you look at the Eagles last year, and I know we're geeking out a little bit, but like the Eagles had a real – offensive staff where Peterson, NFL quarterback, offensive guy, Frank Reich, NFL quarterback, offensive guy, even the quarterback coach was Joe DiFilippo, and you were hearing about him becoming a head coach. Um, didn't quite work out, but DiFilippo got an OC job in Minnesota, which was pretty coveted. Frank Reich goes to the Colts. There was a depth there, and, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. It's like, yeah, great. All right, you fired Jim Bob Cooter. You know, God sees another New England crony. You know, and another guy who it's uninspiring. I don't know what you would get out of it. You could go back to Houston when he ran it and go, well, you know, what was their quarterback, Tom Savage? It doesn't matter. It's you're right, Matt. There's no great confidence that they've got a good staff. Even look at the defensive side of the ball. I mean, it's clear Patricia hired a friend, a mentor, you know, even said it, you know, I called my guy and I coach, I need you here beside me. It's like Paul Pascaloni's a hundred. The guy was, you know, obviously it was like a D line coach of DC last year and, D-line coach in the league for a few years. He was never getting another coordinator job, ever, except Matt Patricia got the gig. And in my mind, this is my opinion, return to favor. I just don't have a lot of faith that this is some strong up-and-coming staff. And I agree with you completely. Yeah, I mean, fire Jim Bob Cooter, which I'd love to see. But we're not going to get anything interesting until the offseason when they got to go make a hire. And again, if you look at the pattern, not to be long-winded, if you look at the pattern of who they're hiring, it's all people with New England ties. And that's just not something I'm really interested in. How far away is this football team, Mike, because the league is so – it's not great. I mean, let, let's be honest here. We, the Lions made Mitchell Trubisky look like Dan Fouts on Sunday. He had all day to throw. And, and, and the Vikings the week before, yeah, they blew the Lions out. But, you know, Cousins threw his one pick for the game. Um, you know – 
it's t- it's hard to be bad in this league, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, and in that sense, you're never that far away from being good because the unthinkable happens. I mean, the Bears were coming off a five and eleven season. Now they look like they're going to win ten or eleven games. I mean, we've seen the Panthers go from five and eleven to a Super Bowl, and the Rams did it, and the Pats did it, and it does happen. But look, you're you know, it's nice you'll get the quote unquote easier schedule. But when you look at the roster, and this is where I I, I don't have an answer for you, but. Do I think T.J. Lang will be back? No. Makes too much money. Not healthy enough. Period. Availability is a skill, and he doesn't have it anymore. Um, will Glover Quinn be back? Eh, probably not. Golden Tate? Oops, you traded him. He gone. Uh, Ziggy Ansah? If you can get him for 30 cents on the dollar, sure, but he's gone. That's four of your top eight, or certainly four of your top ten players. Man, uh, how are you getting better? You know what I mean? Who are you replacing them with? This was a team that was primarily, quote-unquote, ready to win, right? Correct. So that's my big issue. Yeah, you can turn it around in a hurry in this league. But I just don't see the pieces together where I go, hey, maybe they get a couple of great draft picks and it all just changes. I mean, they are so that on defense, the talent differential is just so grotesque when you look at good defenses and then them. I mean, they have guys who don't belong in the league. And I'm not saying that to be insulting. T's Tabor is not an NFL football player. No. no. I mean, when you And I'm on Jared Davis every week. I've never thought he was good. And I liked the pick at the time. And I, how, how much Florida tape did I really watch? Uh, you know, I'm not, I, I'm, I, I saw him enough in games, but my goodness, he... He's really not very good, and and Tease is worse. Harrison would really help him. You know, I thought snacks in the middle would keep things cleaner for him. He struggles getting off some blocks. I just thought, hey, you know, having that D tackle that is the automatic double team, it really keeps it clean for the middle linebacker. And no, Matt, you're right. I mean, he's he's better sideline to sideline, but in the running game, I just damn. analytics be damned. I don't even know what the analytics say about Jared Davis. I gave up even looking, but it's just it's not good enough. And when you look at it, like. Great examples, like take the Bears who they just played. And I know Khalil Mack is the name everyone talks about. Put him to the side and look at the other names on the defense, right? Sure. Fuller and Leonard Floyd and Akeem Hicks and and um, Roquan Smith and all these other dudes, right? The guys that if you say, hey, how many players does the Bear defense have? Probably six or seven. You know, the Lions have one or two. You see the difference. You know, Minnesota's another one of those where you're like, hey, man, they got A, B, C, D. You know, it's how many dudes do you got? How many guys that are difference makers? This team is so far behind those teams that, again, I don't see the pieces next year to be great. Or, oh, hey, I, I, I could see this flipping with this draft pick. I just, I got such a hard time with it. And that's where, man, my fear is Bob Quinn is three years deep. This is his roster. Now, he's tied at the hip with Patricia. He knows that if, if Patricia goes, he goes too. So you mean to tell me you're starting a rebuild in year three and that's going to extend to year four where you struggle again? Yeah, no. And this ownership's not doing that. We know that. I mean, they, they, it takes a very, very, very long leash before they, you know, or a very long rope before they cut it. We know that. Well, depending on what they were told, though. Yeah, if he comes here and goes, look, we're ready to win. I'll keep Caldwell, but if we don't want to play off game, I'm going to get rid of him. Bring my guys in, and we're going to do this right. Well, that's fine. But, Matt, you know what I know. You don't get five years in this league. 
So the idea that, hey, I did it your way, now I got my guy, now the clock starts over, I mean, that's just a huge disservice to fans if, if that's the route they're going to go. All right, so he built this roster to win, and they ain't winning. Mike Valeni with me. All right, if you are – so if you're Bob Quinn, you're Matt Patricia, what do you do? Well, what's, what's, what's the next move? Obviously, you can't trade anybody anymore. The deadline's come and gone. Uh, but what's, what's the next move? I don't think there is a move. I think it's like having a bad weather forecast here in Michigan. It's like, hey, next seven days are cloudy and rain. You just got to endure the next seven weeks. There's no young quarterback to play that matters. There's no players that are young and interesting that they're not already playing. Um, there's there's no there's nothing I can say. Like there's no hot take where you're like, hey, do this, Matt. You really just endure the last seven weeks. Um, if it were up to me, I'd magically lose every game, get the best draft picks possible. It's a great draft for elite defensive linemen, both interior and, and, and exterior pass rushers. But Matt, I, I don't have a great answer, man. I mean, you tell me. What do you do? This team right now, look, Patricia's biggest challenge is as a first-time head coach, he's got to get a group of veteran players to care when they know the season is off the rails. They know management traded Tate. I've said both to you and I've said it on the air. I have a big fear that Patricia was a boomer bust hire and that I thought there was a higher percentage chance he was going to be a disaster. So I'm very concerned. He had a Caldwellian game in Chicago. No no doubt, no doubt. I mean, that was – I mean – and, and the and the and the answer he gave to Jeff Rieger yesterday about uh, the timeout usage, I just I don't know what that meant. I know he misspoke he for a second. Seven or eight factors, none of which were applicable to this instance, and it's a very specific question. Look, Matt, why'd you call? Why didn't you use your last timeout to make the Bears punt from their own? Answer? Right, right. And I heard and you I yesterday. List five or six things that can go wrong on that that sure. gives you an opportunity for points, and he just either didn't get it or didn't care. Either way, it was a terrible move. Well, when they, if the general manager has quit on the season by trading your best offensive weapon, and then your coach doesn't use his timeouts to, like you said yesterday on the air, I heard it driving home. Let Devin Fitzsimmons dial something up. Put put eleven guys at the line and go for the punt block. You right. smash the punter. Rough, if you rough the kicker, who cares? Who cares? Right. It didn't make uh, didn't make any sense. I, I'll say no one. Sense. I'll say one thing. I would do. I, I I'd play. I'd sit Jared Davis. I'd play Reeves Maben. I'd play anybody young. Uh, Glover Quinn can have a seat now. You play the kid Tracy Walker. See what you got there. I mean, I, I guess that's what you do now, or or, or yeah, at least in a few weeks. It. I won't argue it. I, I, I can't. I just. I guess what I would argue is if those guys were better, wouldn't they be playing? Exactly. It's week ten. It's week yep. eleven. Like, look, some of the young guys that are playing, they're playing out of necessity, but they're not very good. I mean, a Sean Robinson and Tease Tabor. I got to be upfront. I was a huge Taylor Decker fan his rookie year. I thought he was trending to become a, a stalwart left tackle, top 10 guy. Last year, not fair, missed half the year, injuries, didn't rebound. But year three, it just hasn't taken the step forward that I hoped he'd take. And, you know, I, there's just a bunch of young guys that are out there already. And I go, oh boy, we're in some trouble here. You know, like you're in the league and you're good, you play. Like, George Kittle is like a fourth-round pick out of Iowa. It didn't take him five years. They recognized, whoa, this kid is good. You play. Matt Breida is an undrafted guy out of, I think, Georgia Southern. Guess what? Whoa, this kid's good. Yeah, sure, McKinnon got hurt. Breida was still going to play. Like, it's like the NBA. If you're good, you're good. Gilgis Alexander is starting for the Clippers now. They didn't wait. There's no two, three, four years Mm -hmm. down the line. This isn't the Stanley Johnson diner. Here we go. 
you're good, you play. You know the deal. So I just think it's a case where their guys aren't very good. All right, brother. Great uh, catching up as always, Michael. And uh, we look forward to the podcast. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate it, man. All right, that was fun. Mikey V, Mike Valeni from 97 won the ticket, worked with him for, what was it, four years from 09 to 2013, and uh, he's the man. Uh, really enjoyed uh, talking to Mike right there, and check out that new podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Always aggravated with Mike and Sully and, and Hatchet, Roberto, and their whole crew. That That's the best show in town, two to six. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a P1. I'm a, I'm a regular listener. I might drive home each and every day. All right, that'll wrap it up for a Tuesday here on Locked On Lions. Thanks to Mikey V. Thanks to my bookie. We'll do it again tomorrow.